Welcome to another podcast by the Grand Piano Series from the Vanderbilt Presbyterian Church in the heart of North Naples, Florida. I'm Mark Travis. This time, I'm pleased to present the first of three programs dedicated to the artistry of Kate Liu, who gained international attention after winning the Bronze Medal and Best Mazurka Prize at the 17th International Chopin Competition in Warsaw. She was also awarded the Audience Favorite Prize by the Polish public on the Polish National Radio. We'll visit with Kate and learn more about her life in music, plus we'll also hear highlights from her recent recital in Naples, where she performed works by Brahms, Beethoven, and Prokofiev, all on the Grand Piano Series 10-foot, 2-inch Fazioli F308. We'd like to thank the Brooks and Joanne Fortune Family Foundation, the Larry and Judy Halpin Charitable Foundation, as well as our corporate season sponsors, Six Sense Dental and All Seasons Naples. The Grand Piano Series is committed to preserving a pinnacle of human artistic achievement and our common cultural heritage with the great piano literature. By facilitating performances, masterclasses, and lectures by pianists of the highest caliber, we aim to introduce this literature to audiences in Florida and beyond, as well as to deepen our shared musical understanding. More information is available when you visit us online, grandpianoseries.com. Kate Liu was born in Singapore in 1994 and then moved to the United States as an eight-year-old child, where her family settled in the Chicago suburbs. Her musical training began early. It started when I was a younger girl, but more of one of those, um, everyone learned an instrument, everyone learned piano. Um, I was part of like this Yamaha studio group of kids who sort of studied at the Yamaha building, I guess. But I think it was only when after I came to the United States, I started getting more serious. And my family actually moved two years after arriving in the States to an area that was more well known for their musical achievements to uh, Winnetka, Illinois, which is actually where my parents are still based today. I met an amazing teacher who was quite well known in the area. His name was Emilio del Rosario. He had a whole bunch of really great younger students who would go on to great colleges like Juilliard and, and my parents wanted me to have the chance to study with him. So that was sort of where it started, the real training where he would give me very challenging pieces and then start to work through them and start to love different things. And that was sort of where it all started. Given that I too was raised in the Chicagoland area, I was curious to hear what Kate's experience was with regard to the musical culture, both in the city and in the surrounding area. Mm -hmm. That was the great thing about Chicago is that there were so many resources that we could tap into. We didn't go to downtown Chicago that often, but when we did, we would go see performances at the CSO. And then a few times I did get to go to the Lyric Opera to watch some operas. I remember the first one I watched was Deflator Mouse. Um, and then there were sort of little orchestras around town that like the Evanston Symphony Orchestra and even youth orchestras, which my sister was part of. So I got to hear that quite a few times because she was a violinist in it. So that was what was really great about Chicago. And the fact that there were so many great musicians just circulating around in the area, I got to learn so much from them. And then I got to join some programs sort of that focused on like theory and chamber music. So I think my sort of training when I was younger was actually quite substantial. And 
the sort of environment was very supportive of musical culture. So I felt very lucky to have that. When it came time for her advanced studies, Kate decided to attend the Curtis Institute of Music in Philadelphia. She spoke about that choice and her experiences there. Objectively, Curtis is very well known as, you know, one of the top schools, if not one of the two top schools in the country. And it's free tuition, so that was also a bonus. But it was mostly, it was basically because of the prestige of the school that I wanted to go. And also, I had previously, a year or two before, met a teacher who would continue to be my teacher up until now. His name is Robert McDonald. And um, my teacher in high school, Alan Chow, he really loved Mr. McDonald's teaching. And through all the master classes, through just watching him teach and such. And so he was he admired him very much and wanted sort of wanted to push me to go study with him. And so before college, I had gone to a camp and had some lessons with Mr. McDonald, and I really, really enjoyed the lessons. And of course, he teaches at both Curtis and Juilliard, so I was hoping to get into one of those. And so I was very happy, of course, when I did get into Curtis and I could study with him. And it was really one of the best decisions of my life. I couldn't have asked for a better environment to start out college it's just such a tight-knit family a little bit. They're not coldly competitive in any way. The students are great. Everyone knows each other. And the sort of musical idealism that grows out of that environment is actually really prominent. And what I'm most thankful for is the chance to study with my teacher, who I'm still studying with. And there's no one quite like him. His focus and attention on us is really indescribable. <laughs> he's, quite, he's, he's really just a great teacher. <laughs> Kate went on to have an impressive collegiate career and, as mentioned earlier, was a prize winner in the 17th International Chopin Competition. She then decided to pursue her studies further at the Juilliard School, graduating with a master's degree just this summer. I asked at what point did she begin to feel less like a student and more like a developed independent artist? If I had to sort of put a defining point in my timeline, um, it would be be after getting the bronze medal at the Chopin competition because previously it really sort of still felt like I was a student there was uh, I was studying I had just gotten into college and so when it came to the point of the competition where they have live streaming it's a very well-known sort of thing it's a big deal and then to have to sort of present myself in that high-pressured environment really sort of gave me a different idea of what the musical world was like instead of just being in school. And so the fact that I was able to present my music, my interpretations in front of an audience that was so receptive and in front of basically the whole world who was watching the live stream, that already made me feel like I was stepping into something more significant than just a student. And then after getting the results that I did from the competition and having feel like I've been recognized in some way for the work that I've done, for my musicianship, for artistry, all that. It was a very good, of course, a very good feeling. And that I think that would be the point where I felt like I could call myself an artist, at least, and a pianist and not just a student because I, it was just such a change. Yeah, I would say that would be a defining point in my life. And though it was the music of Chopin that put her on the map, 
Kate Lou doesn't consider herself to be a specialist in any particular repertoire, at least not yet. I think I have a good idea of my temperament at the piano and so the things that I am naturally good at, but I'm quite happy sort of exploring a lot of different things and I dabble into the Baroque, I dabble into parts in, of the modern and, and I really enjoy both and I love romantic repertoire, I love classical repertoire, I love, I, I sort of, there's not really a strain that I would like to sort of go into and, and maybe that will change in the future. But um, as of right now, I, I guess I am exploring a lot of things. We're going to hear Kate's performance of the Opus 10 Ballades by Brahms. Here she is again with a few words of introduction. The Brahms Opus 10 is something that I was drawn to actually by Emil Gillels, who has a wonderful live recording of this piece in Moscow where he played it. And I just loved First of all, his performance, his interpretation, but also the sort of late Brahms qualities that appeared in such an early work. When one hears it, it really does not seem to give off the feel that it is an early work. And the first ballad has a poem attached to it. It's it's a Scottish sort of poem, and it's a very dark poem about how a son kills his father, and it's called the Edwards poem. And the harmony that presents itself in the Brahms ballads is really just something very spectacular. It's very dark, but very expressive. And, and it just reminds me so much of the late Brahms intermezzos that I really enjoy and just the pinnacle of what I would call Brahms in many ways. And now we hear four ballads, Opus 10, by Johannes Brahms, as recorded by yours truly for the Grand Piano Series in Naples, Florida. The pianist is Kate Liu. Thank you. 
recorded live at the Vanderbilt Presbyterian Church on May 28, 2019. Those were the four ballads, Opus 10, by Johannes Brahms. The pianist was Kate Lou, as part of the Grand Piano Series in Naples, Florida. And we'll feature more of Kate's recital in future episodes. Please subscribe to our channel so that you don't miss a single podcast. And once again, we'd like to thank the Brooks and Joanne Fortune Family Foundation, the Larry and Judy Help and Charitable Foundation, as well as our corporate season sponsors, Sixth Sense Dental and All Seasons Naples. And you can learn more about the Grand Piano Series when you visit www.grandpianoseries.com. There you'll find more about upcoming concerts, auditions, and underwriting opportunities. That address once again is www.grandpianoseries.com. Milana Strezeva is the co-founder and artistic director of the Grand Piano Series with Raniero Tazzi. And for now until next time, this is Mark Travis wishing you good health and good music.